Welcome to the Faith Driven Investor Podcast. If you're a fund manager, investor, or financial advisor driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. The best way to stay connected in the Faith Driven Investor community is to sign up for our newsletter, faithdriveninvestor.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. One of the things we've heard the community ask us for is help in finding great deals to invest in. And so we've launched Marketplace. It's a new platform of funds and direct deals. Everything from private equity and real estate funds to ETFs. From philanthropic to market rate deals spanning the U.S. and emerging markets. Check it out at faithdriveninvestor.org forward slash marketplace. While you're there, please send us any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you or any questions you have about being a faith-driven investor. All opinions expressed on this podcast, including the team and guests, are solely their opinions. Host and guest may maintain positions in the companies and securities discussed. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as specific investment advice for any individual or organization. I think that to bring these entrepreneurs together who often do feel lonely or isolated in their role, not only because of what they do, but because of the great weight of the responsibility that they hold, to bring them together with other people to realize that they're not alone, that there are other people they understand the situations they're in and what they're facing, it brings power. And that's biblical, right? Jesus said, the world will know us by our love for one another. And so if we're able to show each other love and we're not competitors, but we are brothers and sisters in Christ coming together, then the world is going to see that love and they're going to ask questions and they're going to see that there's a hope that we have that's really unique. And so not only is it an encouragement to us as believers to be in a community like that, but it also is shining light into our world. Community. It's one of the core tenets of the faith-driven movement. If you've been listening for a while, we hope you've heard story upon story from around the world that have opened up your eyes to see that FDEs are everywhere, and they're faithfully pursuing God's will right where they are. Today, we're talking with Sue Alice Sadoff, who has recently joined the FDE team as our community manager. She's going to share all the new initiatives intended to foster community among FDEs all around the world. We're so excited she's on the team, and we think after listening to this podcast, you will be too. So, Henry, Sue, let's all jump in. William and Rusty, great to see you both. Welcome back. Amazing to be here. So today's a really good topic. I think that one of the things, a quote that I've been kind of just camping out on for a while now is C.S. Lewis. This is a quote attributed to C.S. Lewis. So we're just going to say that it is indeed him, which is something along the lines of friends are when you come across somebody who says, oh, wait, I thought I was the only person that blank, you know, played Parcheesi in the pool or whatever the case is, right? Fill in the blanks. And there's something about the concept of being a faith-driven entrepreneur that is inherently lonely. And when we're an entrepreneur and we're business owner, we're out there, and we're trying to make it happen, right? We're trying to make it happen. We're trying to go ahead and we're trying to hire employees. We're trying to keep employees. We're trying to get customers in. We're trying to get funding. And then actually, even when we come home, our spouse says, you know, how was work? And, you know, we kind of almost are even selling them because they thought we should have kept that great job that we had at IBM or fill in the blanks. And so there's something about being a faith-driven entrepreneur that is pretty lonely, I think. And I think that our group, the folks that we minister to and are ministered by, faith-driven entrepreneurs, tend to resonate with that. It's hard to find really good community. You get in church, right? And people are saying, 
I know they're coming up from all sorts of different walks of life, but you never really feel like your pastor gets you or the person in your small group gets you. You guys ever feel that way when you're in a small group? Totally. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, it's like you're in an alternate reality sometimes, right? You're doing your thing and you've got these pressures and these stresses on you, but somebody else who's outside of this sphere of being either an entrepreneur or outside of the sphere of your industry sector, you know, it's like you should be able to relate, but it's not relatable. And so you're on your own. You're on your own. And then I find actually the most helpful people in that situation are the people with a lot of wisdom that say, you know, actually, I can't relate to that. But here's some thoughts on maybe something else you're going through. But, you know, then it can get really dicey. My point is, though, when people try to come in and they really don't understand what's going on at all and they try to offer advice and wisdom and it can be misguided and be frustrating and kind of take people down the wrong path at some level, too. Yeah. Well, you would know this, Henry, you know, running Sovereign's Capital. You know, you know how lonely the journey is because we've seen a lot of venture capitalists now who won't or don't want to invest in a sole entrepreneur, right? They want to see a co-founder. They want to know that there's some support system, even if it's just two of you. So it's a known phenomenon. Yeah, Wherever two or more gather, which doesn't mean the guy's not with you as a sole proprietor, as an entrepreneur. We're talking to somebody on a podcast episode recently that was talking about developing a new technology informed by Psalm 23 right? Even though I go through the shadow of death, you're with me. And that connotes almost kind of, I'm alone, but you're with me. And to be clear, you don't need to have a partner. We think that at the ministry, that it surely is preferable if you can find that person that's yoked with you and can pray with you and cry with you and celebrate with you and all that. But we have tried to get a little bit more intentional about community in the ministry. And we've got a guest today that is helping us to lead that initiative. And we have Sue Alice Sothoff, on the podcast with us. And she's come in as the director of community with what we do at Faith Trade Entrepreneur. Uh, and she's going to explain what does that look like and what doesn't it look like and what could it look like, but doesn't look like it now, et cetera. But with her, as with anybody else that we have on the show, Sue Alice, who are you? Where do you come from? What's your background? Yeah, Welcome class. to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I am a wife and a mom. My husband, Matt, and I have been married for 18 years, and we have two girls. Brecken is in seventh grade and Browning is in third. So it's a fun household with lots of energy all the time. And, you know, professionally, I would have to say that everything kind of started at age 14 when I felt like God really gave this clear call for me to go into missions. Um, I had just come back from a mission trip to Mexico, grew up in Texas, so we'd just gone across the border for a week. And at the time, my 14-year-old self thought, you know what, that is going to mean I'm going to live in a hut somewhere the rest of my life. And funny how God takes you on a very different journey than what you imagine as a 14-year-old, and I thank Him for that. So I went to Baylor University and I graduated with a Spanish degree, English and political science minors. I have no idea what I thought I was going to do, but I had a really smart person tell me if I learned how to think, then I could do anything. And so I can think in two languages. And um, So can Rusty. I've heard that about Rusty. I, yeah. I knew, I, I mean, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long it was going to take. One time I try a little Spanish on another episode of the podcast and it's going to stay with me forever, forever. So, all right. I'll, That's I'll awesome. take that. I'll take that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So when I left college, I got married and my husband was getting his master's at Vanderbilt and I got a job teaching Spanish and coaching soccer for several years. And that led into going into the education sector. I worked with a corporation helping them liaise with the Department of Education in Mexico, providing educational programming for offenders who were um, in correctional facilities and would be released whatever their home country was afterwards. And so we were providing education for them. Somehow that then led me to working with Samaritan's Purse. And I was with them for about five years, developing volunteer networks and growing volunteer teams across the United States, equipping them for the work that God had called them to do. So it's been a really strange journey, but what has been the constant is that God has shown me that through all of this, this is missions, that the work that I've been a part of has been taking the gospel and taking the name of Jesus to parts of the earth I didn't know existed here in the States and literally to other parts of the globe. I mean, he's done that in really unique ways that I could not have thought up myself by any means. And so grateful for the journey God has brought me on that now has led me to faith-driven entrepreneur. Indeed, indeed. Uh, You are also a bobblehead doll fan. What does that mean? (laughs) I have a really special bobblehead doll. I'm a huge women's basketball fan, especially college basketball. And Baylor's coach, Kim Mulkey, is a bit of a hero of mine. And so Kim sits on my desk beside me with her three national championship trophies to remind me that when I'm tired or when I'm feeling discouraged, I can keep going. I can do it. And uh, yeah, Kim's bobblehead. Good year to be a Baylor basketball fan. It is a great year to be a Baylor basketball fan. So I have a much less heroic bobblehead story. If this was video, you could see this. This probably looks like me, because it is. And I have always lamented to That's my wife. That's much better Dave, looking than you. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Um, I'm no, it's because <laughs> the suit. It's because the suit. I've never seen you in he a suit. He looks good. He looks good. I've always lamented to my wife. I love bobbleheads, and I've always just kind of said off the cuff, like, man, I really want my own bobblehead one day. And one year for Christmas, this little guy was born. That's That's cool. Was there like a limited release? I mean, can our listeners get them? You know, there was a limited release of one, but yes, I mean, I'm happy to put these on the site. Yeah. It totally, it totally explains one thing about you. That's why you're constantly moving your head like that all the time. I never understood why you kind of bob your head around like that, but there you go. (laughs) It's definitely not the caffeine and ADD. (laughs) So Sue Alice, tell us about why you've joined our team. Yeah, well, I have come on this team as the community manager to really help grow the community of entrepreneurs together globally and to expand that and see that multiply. I think that to bring these entrepreneurs together who often do feel lonely or isolated in their role, not only because of what they do, but because of the great weight of the responsibility that they hold, to bring them together with other people to realize that they're not alone, that there are other people they understand the situations they're in and what they're facing, it brings power. And that's biblical, right? Jesus said, the world will know us by our love for one another. And so if we're able to show each other love and we're not competitors, but we are brothers and sisters in Christ coming together, then the world is going to see that love and they're going to ask questions and they're going to see that there's a hope that we have that's really unique. And so not only is it an encouragement to us as believers to be in a community like that, but it also is shining light into our world. So tell us a bit about how you see that coming together and kind of practical. So you've been on board for 
a month and a half or so now. And right now you're in the middle of this initiative we're doing together, the Right Now Media Faith Driven Entrepreneur Partnership video series. Eight weeks, we've got entrepreneurs from all around the world that get together via video Zoom. And we're able to go through this curriculum together with these small video vignettes done in our partnership with Faith and Company, which are so, so good. Really just very, very good, high production quality, incredible stories of faith-driven entrepreneurs, followed by a teaching by J.D. Greer. But the magic of it really is this interaction between 12 to 15 entrepreneurs from all around the world coming together in community. And so you're starting to get a sense of that. As you see that, aside from doing more of that, and we've got more classes that are starting in March and maybe every month going forward, because we're starting to get some momentum. And a lot of the people have gone through it first time and say, I want to teach it to my own local community. But aside from that, maybe you can talk about that one particular initiative. What does your vision look like in terms of building community over the course of the next couple of years? Yeah, I think it would be amazing to see it really grow on a global scale, to see community, what starts with one, grow to more and more in local communities, whether it's Johannesburg or Atlanta or Dallas or Jakarta, all over, that we're able to start with the one person, the one person that comes to the group that is activated to really dig deep into what they're doing, integrating their faith and work together, and then passing that on to the next person. And that one person then becomes another group of 15 in their area. And those 15 people are activated and that grows into more and more communities growing together as believers, but also then as entrepreneurs, taking their God-given skills and abilities, uniting those together or encouraging them in their individual pursuits to do greater things than they thought they could before, activated by that faith that they share together. So Sue Alice, people have an experience, some do, with small groups, very positive in some places. Some people don't even know what a small group is. So let's back all the way up. What's your definition of the FDE small group experience and really why is it important? Yeah, so practically, I think this FDE small group is a place where faith-driven entrepreneurs can come together. They have, as Henry mentioned, the short video where they're able to really see an example, a story told of an entrepreneur who has walked this journey before them. And then they're able to come together and really discuss it and bring this practical experience. What's really unique about it is that it's bringing a lot of entrepreneurs who maybe they've read a book before, maybe they have read an article, something that's really stimulating this idea of integrating faith and work together, but they don't know what that next step is. They're not ready to jump into something that's a much greater commitment, like a Praxis or C12, Convene, Ocean, something like that. This is a great first step to really connect them first to the faith-driven entrepreneurial community, get them really thinking about their ideas about that, challenging what it looks like to integrate faith and work. And then after this group, we are always really pushing them to those next steps of what does that look like for each person? Is it going next to Praxis, to C12, Convene, Ocean, or whatever that may be to really help them go even deeper? I love that. I love that. I mean, I think we all sort of need an on-ramp, if you will 
to how we go deeper in our faith and how we go deeper in our relationships with others that have similar experiences we have. So I, I think it's really, really powerful. I'm in a small group in my church and have been for 15 years. And, you know, the journey that we've come along together as we've all grown, you know, has been just uh, so enriching in my own life. So I encourage everybody to think about this. I know we're in the midst of our second cohort of these FTE small groups. So can you tell our listeners, you know, what these groups are about you know, and how they're formed and kind of what they do? Yeah. So it really starts with a first step of somebody who's interested coming onto our website, filling out a registration form saying, Hey, I curious about this. I want to find out more. I want to be a part of one of these groups. And then we're able to place 12 to 15 entrepreneurs in a group that's led by really incredible facilitators. The the people that we have facilitating these groups, they love Jesus. They are experienced entrepreneurs and they have a lot of wisdom to be able to share, but also are really good at connecting the people in the group. So Henry and William are both some of our facilitators. We also, you've heard in other podcasts from Andrew and VIP. And these are some of the people that are facilitating these groups and bringing them together. Each week, we just meet for an hour. We watch the video, we talk, we share, and we celebrate together and talk about challenges that they're facing and problem solve together where possible as well. Well, you know, we love stories. So early on now, month and a half, two months, you have stories for us about uh, what you're hearing about what's happening in these groups? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the exciting stories that we just heard a couple of weeks ago is Henry ran one of these cohorts back in the fall. And one of the ladies that was a part of that lives in Kampala, Uganda, and she was so encouraged by it that she's taking this group and she has just started a small group in Kampala with 15 women entrepreneurs. She has a vision to see women in Uganda being able to step into the marketplace give them access, resources, and encouragement they need to do that. And so she's using this study as a first step to do that. Another story that's just been really encouraging has been as we went through week four, talking about how excellence matters, one of our small groups had a really personal and intense discussion about what that looks like as believers. And so to watch these entrepreneurs come together and discuss matters of faith and how that applies to the workplace, they were wrestling with specific issues about what it looks like in their particular business to love their customers well, while also maintaining a balance with their family. And they're talking about how it's really hard to pursue excellence while also being excellent in their family and their business and everywhere and what that pull looks like as a believer. And so hearing some of those just raw moments with people, I think, have brought a connection. You say you love storytelling. I love storytelling too. And I think God really loves storytelling. So I think when we tell stories, we're doing exactly what he says throughout the Bible to do, to remember what he has done so that we're able to then speak faith and truth to other people so that their faith will grow. That if I hear, man, God did this amazing thing for Rusty, and I can believe that God's going to do the same kind of thing for me in the future. And it builds my faith by sharing and remembering what God's done for others. Mm. So I know we have listeners right now who are sitting there going, oh, I would love to do this, but you know, I don't have time. I don't know how I'd fit it in. Is this really for me? Bring them home. Give the pitch. You know, why do they need this? And then we'll go to you know, what they do next. Yeah, so there's a million really good things that we can all do with our time, right? 
And there's so many great opportunities. I think what makes this unique and what I would say is the reason that they should take the plunge and do it anyway is that this is a place where God can bring growth in a way that is unique to other places. I can go to my church and I'm finding immense, profound spiritual growth, but it's not always connecting with the work that I'm doing. And so to wrestle with other people in that same place is really unique. And that's not to say that we don't need to be spending our time wrestling with matters of faith in the church. Absolutely, that's where we need to be doing that as well. So I would just challenge our entrepreneurs that are listening right now to really ask yourself, what are you looking for right now? Are you looking to grow in your faith and your work together? And if so, it's worth taking the time one hour a week for eight weeks to really devote yourself to this study and connecting with other people to see what God can do through you during this time. I think it's great. And I like the way you talk about this being additive. So I'm a church guy, right? I love my church. I think it's important that we're in church, that we have church community. So we might be in a small group in our church. This is not a replacement for that. This is additive. This is our small group for our vocation, our profession, and how we expand and bring glory to God in our work. So I want to just hit on that point because I wouldn't want anybody, we have a lot of pastors listening, right? We don't want them to go, oh, wait a minute, they're trying to take people out of our small groups. No, 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 no. This is all additive. Absolutely. I'm glad you made that point. The other thing is we've talked about before, uh, there are some groups and some ministries that go really, really deep with entrepreneurs and local community. They've got just very rigorous approaches to building meaningful community among peers. C12, FCCI, Convene, CBMC. Of course, the work that is done really intentionally with the Ocean Accelerator with Praxis. Our movement is the top end of the funnel. It's helping an entrepreneur to understand they're part of a larger tribe, part of a larger movement that God is doing in the marketplace, and for them to really lean into that. And then as they then interact to find different local communities that we really want to help them to find. We have 50 different partner organizations now on the FDI marketplace all around the world. We're talking about Uganda. And as this group of women are then finished going through the FTE video series, there's Hinga, which is on the ground in Uganda. You've got the work of Synapis to be able to give some really great training and then further community. So this is a big movement with lots of really key players. And by the way, while we're talking about that, as you want to get more involved in some of the incredible ministries in the world that are doing great work in this space, please reach out to VIP, who's our director of partnerships for the FDI marketplace, and he can walk you through them. They're all doing incredible work. And many of them are getting contributions in terms of mentors, but then also financial support that we provide them and many others do. So important to note, this is part of a larger ecosystem. Thanks, Rusty. Absolutely. I feel like we are just blessed with relationships. And, you know, you mentioned some around the world. There's Missy Wallace at the Nashville Institute of Faith and Work, and now it's taken over Redeemer. It's a faith and work center. There's Jeff Hainan at the Denver Institute of Faith and Work. And we really see our goal as being the top of the funnel to help you find your tribe. And what I love about what Sue Alice is talking about and what my group's experience is, hey, this is a great almost like a missing step in the movement to come in for eight weeks, be a part of something, and then we get to build that list of what's next, right? You could start your own group. If you're in Denver, you need to meet Jeff Hainan. If you're in Nashville, you need to meet Missy. If you're in Uganda, you need to meet you know, the Hinga folks and things like that. So it's been fun to see and help people find their tribe. And I think that's what Sue Alice has just really been ramping up over the last few months. And so on that note, I would love 
to give you an opportunity to talk about what else is there. You know, so this eight week program is a nice bite sized approach to come in, get a little taste of things. One of the things I've loved in my groups is watching the other people. I've been talking to some other people and they said, actually, you know, I've been getting together with Stephanie on the side. We've been talking every week. And so, you know, obviously that's really fun to see relationships start that will last beyond the group. Uh, But what other offerings are you working on right now that maybe if people don't want to join the eight week group that other things they could plug into? Yeah, that's great. Well, I would say for one of those things, if you feel like you've already kind of done this and this is your heart already as an entrepreneur, maybe it's your opportunity to lead one of these small groups that you can take the opportunity to do that wherever you are and step into that. Another thing that we're doing is called flight school. So once a month, we are bringing in really amazing speakers, not just to talk because anybody can listen to somebody talk. You guys are listening to a podcast right now, but this gives interaction as well. So it's an opportunity once a month to come in, not only hear from these incredible speakers, but then interact with them, have live Q&A time with them, have networking time at some virtual tables where you're really able to go a bit deeper. And so coming up over the next few months, we're going to hear from actually William, you're going to be up very soon in March. And we also have Rusty coming up as well. Jessica Kim, David Sayers, Grant Van Cleve. We have some really amazing people coming. So that's a great place to go a little bit deeper on specific topics. Those are definitely a more topically focused venue. We also have our conference coming up in September. So on September 9th, we have our FDE conference. One day, it's going to be incredible. And it is a virtual conference, but what we're trying to do is bring it local. Again, we want to take what is happening kind of at this high level and bring it down to the one, bring it down to each person, connect with each person that really needs to integrate their faith and work as an entrepreneur. And so we're looking to have local site hosts all over the world. We already have a few people committed across the world in Egypt and South Africa and in Atlanta. So you name it, we want to go there. So if that's something that anyone listening is interested in participating with us and partnering with us as a site host, you can go to our website and check that out and find out more information there. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, you know, I just want to point out, I mean... I'm going to choose a minute to encourage Rusty a little bit. For instance, right? I don't know if we've specifically spent a lot of time talking about Rusty's background, but Rusty's got a lot of experience and a lot of hard-won wisdom in the HR and people management and corporate culture space. And so he's going to be doing one of these flight schools where he's going to give, if you have not heard, I don't think we've given him the opportunity to give his shadow of a leader talk, but he's probably sprinkled in snippets over the years. I mean, that is just such an opportunity to learn from someone who's been in there, who understands it. And then it's a great Q&A format too, where you can bring your questions and talk to someone and it's going to be amazing and I'm so excited for those events and to see how that grows um so thank you for doing that and uh, by the way I feel no pressure now I feel no good, pressure good <laughs> we're going to record it and we're going to send it to everybody if you're on the mailing list you're getting it but it really is I mean I learn every time you know it's one of those thought provoking things when you think about being an entrepreneur and building a company you can hear over and over and over again and always take great wisdom from it. And the same for all the other speakers coming up. Uh, Sue Alice, someone's listening, an entrepreneur, you've got them hooked. What's some of the first steps? How would they find out about some of these events? Where can they sign up? What's the best way to get involved? Yeah, so everything can be found on faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. So under the community and events tab, you can find information about joining a small group, leading a small group, flight school, the conference, all of those things are there, as well as a lot of other really encouraging content, videos, 
podcasts, the daily blog, all of that can be found right there. So the first step is just going to the website and filling out one of those forms, taking the bold step to raise your hand and say, I'm ready to try this. That's great. And so Alice, I want to give you one last chance here as we come towards the close. What would be your last plea for entrepreneurs to find a community of like-minded folks um, to walk down this journey with? Yeah, you know, statistics show us that entrepreneurs are anywhere from two to 10 times more likely to suffer from mental challenges. The stress is really intense. I've seen that personally, even within my own family, of how that has affected them. And so God didn't design us to live alone. He designed us to live in community. We are many parts of one body. And when the body tries to function, a person tries to function as the body all by itself, not realizing that it's just a part. It doesn't go well. It's not how God created us. And so this is an opportunity for the body of Christ as entrepreneurs specifically in your vocation to come together and encourage one another and build each other up and be encouraged and be built up and walk this journey with other people. That just can't be oversold because that's how God designed us. Can't say much better than that. Thank you for giving us that vision for what it could be like to be in community. And as we do come to a close, the thing we love to do is try to transcend our listeners and our audience through the Word of God. And I would love to invite you to share where God has you in His Word, uh, either today or in the season, uh, whatever might come to mind to share with them and walk us through that. So three years ago, God said it was time to start walking through the Bible very slowly, cover to cover. Three years in, I'm in Isaiah now, very slow journey. But what's been really beautiful to see is I've been reflecting over themes of where God has brought his people up through the time of where I am in Isaiah is this constant battle between the children of Israel trusting God and his story that he's writing for them or trusting empire. And as we've had kind of a crazy last few months, I think God has shown me where I have wanted to trust empire, where I've wanted to trust in the security that the world can offer, whether that's a stable government, health, economy, stabilized, things that maybe living in this Western world that I do, I don't even realize how much faith and trust I put in those rather than trusting God and the story that he's writing for me. And like in Isaiah chapter 30, he says, you look to Egypt for certainty. And he says, your identity is wrapped up in the holy city. It's not wrapped up in God. But then he says, In returning and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust, you will find strength. And so that's where I'm really trying to sit and rest right now and be quiet before him and let him remind me that I can trust his story. I can trust what he is doing and that he is good. He wants good for me and that my certainty is not in a place or other people, but it's in a God who creates places for me to bring him into the world. Hmm. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for all you do at FDE and for bringing this much needed piece of community to entrepreneurs around the world. It was really great to be with you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We're very, very grateful for the opportunity to serve the larger faith-driven investor community. Hey, the best way for you to stay connected is to sign up for our monthly newsletter at faithdriveninvestor.org. 
And while you're there, we of course want to hear from you. We derive great joy from interacting with many of you, and it's been very rewarding to see people join the discussion now from all around the world. But it's also very important to us that you feel like this is your show and that you'll help make it something that best equips you on your journey, one that you're proud of and one that you'll share with others. This podcast, it wouldn't be possible without the help from many of our friends, executive producer, Justin Foreman, program director, Johnny Wills, music by Carl Kegwell. You can see and hear more of his work at summerdregs.com and audio and editing by Richard Barley of Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. Mm-hmm.